I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Milwolf to celebrate consecutive wins for the first time since October, according to the news at Den. An unbeaten run, six games in the championship, third win from six. We are now eight points away from the magic top six, dear listeners. Joining me on the show to celebrate a, a really excellent 2-1 win at the Majeski Stadium at Reading today is the man himself, Mr. Harry Warren. How are you doing, H? I'm a... Uh... I'm doing really well, thank you very much, Nick. That was um, those stats are quite quite interesting, aren't they? The 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 run and yeah, how you perceive how you perceive being unbeaten is very much dictated by <laughs> turning draws into wins. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I mean that was courtesy of the news at Den. So big thank you to them. I I I I, I steal everything, listeners. I, I, I create nothing. I steal it all. <laughs> Um, the, um, Isn't that Dave, another show? The David Bowie of the uh, the, the pod, mill podcasting scene in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, turning draws into wins, turning losses into draws is the key to a decent season. And you know, we we, we all know where this season's been, Harry. So let's let's not um, beat around the bush. But that was a great comeback win today because um, obviously going that behind in the first half to such a silly goal, soppy goal, whatever way you want to call it after some really decent chances which weren't taken just gave me that kind of feeling of dread at the start of today's proceedings and um to come back from that is is wonderful it's lovely um you know it's just it's just it's, it's, the, it's the spirit lifter that we it's the reason why we follow football why we follow Millwall isn't it yeah I think that was the most I'd celebrated a, a second goal probably at home since probably lockdown one <laughs> if you know what I mean it was um it was even better because it felt so it was cathartic almost. It was um, it was an a, an escapism that football is supposed to be, and um, and that's the important thing with watching football. This is what it's supposed to be, and this is why I've been saying for ages I want them to entertain me. I want to have some form of Millwall drama. You know, yeah. mid-table mediocrity does not suit Millwall Football Club. We're not uh, as a fan base. We are bipolar. We enjoy the oh, we win and we're the best team in the world and we lose and we're, we're the worst. But today I felt it was a game of three thirds almost. Um, there was before their goal, there was after their goal, and then there was 
you know, after Mill's first goal, if, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. And um, and I thought before the before their goal, I thought we were pretty good actually. Without being fantastic, um, we were we were creating chances and add their fifth in the table is an is another question. But I didn't see much difference between them and them and Sheffield Wednesday. And then we make the mistake. Um and we suffered for a long time after making that mistake, probably the rest of that first half. Um, but again, credit has to go to the squad um, for whatever harsh words were said in the dressing room. But we can't we can't keep doing this. Um, we've done it in the last two games. We've we've been bad in the first half and managed to turn it round, which is which is brilliant. But I'd yep. like us not to have to have fifteen minutes of people calling each other cunts to um, sort it out. Well, we are better than that. We're better than the errors that have bedeviled our season, Harry. I mean, this is not the only game where, you know, mistakes have been made and, and goals conceded. But, the, you know, it, we, we are a better team, clearly. And it's not just me and you and and, and, the, and, the, and fans online, you know, saying that. It's it's their own effort. So the, the squad need to look at what went wrong today because um, the, you know, there was a lot of um, unforced errors from midfield. We'll come back to that later. Um, but then there was a lot of good as well. And I think that this squad is, you know, there's a slight, I don't know if it's makeshift element, uh, quality to it today we've, we've got some major blows some injuries to uh, to Ryan Leonard Lendog uh, and and Michael Keefton Belt um, both out of the of the squad today Lendog out till um, a couple of months probably till April um, it's been a major key part of the team lately it gives you a drive and, and and spirit and I think you called it uh, Millwall's soul and and I, I agree with that um so, you know, it wasn't your ideal first choice uh, midfield to have uh, Sean Williams and, and Ryan Woods next to each other with Ben Thompson. And to come back and to find, you know, the substitutions were made wisely at halftime when things weren't working. Gary Rowett's been under pressure for a, a large chunk of the season. And it's just nice to see that that, that that burden lifted slightly. I mean, whatever becomes of the season, we can all, you know, it's just nice to be having a moment of levity where you can talk about the playoffs and, uh, you know, rather than looking over your shoulder at the at the other end of the table. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, first and foremost, Rowett um, lives and dies by these decisions. And recently I've been critical of the fact that he's got stuff wrong. He got stuff wrong again today, but he addressed it. Yeah, he, he did. Had, yeah. And and that's the sign of a good manager is when you accept that you've made a mistake and you change things and it has a positive impact. You know, to, 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 again, we'll go to the midfield. The midfield is a major issue. The missing Leonard and Clifton Bell is never going to be great, um, no. especially when you have to put Williams and Woods in the midfield, which is like wind in the willows. Basically, you've got a, <laughs> a light, a light floaty midfielder who every time he tries to tackle gives away cheap free kicks. And then you've got Williams who can't run. Um, and he's like ages, ages catching up with Sean Williams. He's it? never been, he's never been able to run. You he's know, he's pacey, he's, but he he's, exactly. But but it's the you know, it's like a boxer when their legs go, they can't get out of the way of punches. You know, it's yeah, you know that goal. I you know Bart's giving him a bit of an hospital. You know, he, he's he's the keeper. You know, people have sort of said, what, what why is it Bart's fault? I know Williams has asked for it, but as a keeper, you are supposed to be assessing whether or not he can be, when you try and play the ball out quick, you're supposed, you've got the vision. You're looking at the entire, the entire field of play. Um, so maybe Bart takes 10%. I agree that it's 90% Williams' fault for the first goal. But Ryan Woods today was determined 
to give the ball away as much as possible. Um, and I don't want to turn it into another Ryan Woods bashing session. Um, it's no, really... it was very poor today. I mean, I, you know, I'm speaking to yourself, so I thought, you know, we, we don't want it to turn into a, um, you know, a bonfire of the Ryan Woods. But he was, you know, I made a few notes to myself, very errors and poor passes and, and giving the ball away. He had a mare today. Let's, let's, let's get it out there. And he, I, I do agree that it was a poor show by, by Ryan Woods today. Um, but that said, you know, we had we had chances prior to the goal. We had we had a series of jumping at the crossbar, um, and a great pass by Williams actually for um, uh, was it a Malone shot? Was it was off the line? It kicked off the line. Um, yeah. was it a cross that was cleared off the line. Um, Evans hit the crossbar. Um, That's you know, there a poor was, header, by the way. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But you know, you've, you've, on another day, that's an inch lower, and it goes. Yeah, in. I agree. Um, you know, I, I, I think that we we were showing a kind of attractive form given the limits of that 11, because, you know, when it was named prior to the start of the kickoff, Harry, everyone was saying it was an uninspiring choice. And, um, you know, it's not, it's none of, none of it's nobody's first choice 11, but equally they were taking the game to Reading. And, and that's, that's a good thing. That's got to be acknowledged, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think the, 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 the problem is, is with the frailties of the side, we all know what they are. I'm sure the oppositions do as well. Um, whoever they may be, but, to have Williams, Woods and Thompson in the middle, those three can't play together. Williams and Thompson never played together under Aris. They seemingly don't work together. There's not really any kind of cohesion within them um, to do that. So for me, the problem becomes um, what do you do if you're missing anyone else? And probably you have to make a decision of whether or not it's Woods or Williams um, that plays maybe in a two or you know, Billy Mitchell, thank God, is coming back. So. Well, I was going to mention Billy because he came on late in today's proceedings and we don't want to heap too much pressure on the boy, but I know he's uh, he's itching to get back into the fray and God, don't we need someone of his calibre to, to you know, to take control of the midfield. I mean, uh, we've we've suffered some losses with, with uh, Lendog and, uh, and and hopefully not for too long, Keefton Belt being out of action, but um, thankfully... Mitchell um, is playing his way back into contention, and that was that was great to see him come on the pitch today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got a you've got to think that you know um, we need a little bit of youth and a bit of mobility. You know, oh, I'd, I'd hate to say a bit of Jimmy Abdu sort of run around and just yeah. enthusiasm. Sometimes, although Thompson gets a lot of criticism for that, sometimes that's what you need. That's the difference between you know how, how we all look and and that infection that breeds. You know, that's kind of infectious that other people are going to run that five yards. You feel you need to run that five yards to go and close someone down. Um, moving away from the midfield, which was bad for a large portion of the game, really. Well, certainly um, post-goal, uh, Harry, we lost we lost our way, didn't we? Once that goal went in in, in the 17th minute, after that, I thought we went... We, we lost confidence in ourselves, and I think that's really... Um, that's the major flaw in this team. I think I think the, the, the lack of confidence at times and, and the um, it's like a mental, it's almost a meltdown at times that happens. You know, we've seen it before, only for moments, but it's it's a flaw in the side. And, um, you know, it'd be nice to see that dispensed with. I think that comes from signings. I'll be totally honest. I think this is, although it's an experienced side in terms of age, it's quite inexperienced championship-wise when you're looking at the top end of the championship. Um we haven't got sort of a season. I'm mean, going to use, I'd love to say, it, a Richard Keogh type player that's been in and around the playoffs, the top end of this division. Um, we haven't got anyone like that, um, yeah. whether they be wherever they play, even, you know, um, 
sitting on the bench as a mascot like Alex Pierce does, picking up wages. You know, there's there's no there's no no player sitting there with with experience at the top end. I'm sure that will be addressed in the summer. Um, I'd assume, but we we in times when we just need to come on. You know, it was working. We've made a mistake. Let's get to half time. Let's in get it. in. Yeah, there's, the there's, yeah. there's no there's no on field leadership. Um, no, I agree. I agree. And that's, that's where we struggle sometimes. I think. I think the leadership in that sense, I mean, Jed is not that kind of leader, but he leads by his example because, he, mm-hmm. you know, he came on, the, the, all of the substitutions that, that were made were works, you know, they were, they were correct moves at the right at the right time. Um, but, you know, we, 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 we had no one in the immediate aftermath of the goal to pull it together. We did play our way back into the game, um, you know, chances 30 minutes, 32 minutes and, and so on. Um, I was I was just on the brink of thinking Reading how, how are Reading in the position they are in the table when they made that move it was like a wonder pass that split the defence wide open just before half time and Bart pulled out one of his two all day fantastic saves yeah two all day you know we, we just take um, semi world class saves for granted now and you know <laughs> it was again um, Reading's commentary team didn't think he was world class I've, I've seen I, I, I would love to I, I, was, I was tuned into Carlo and, uh, yeah. and to Max and I'm glad I was because I'm not sure I would have wanted to add I follow his poor production values Harry tuned in with two uh, David Brent and his uh, it, was, it, was, it was his sidekick in the in the office you know it sounded like they were coming from that kind of background yeah. you know? I felt like it was um, working at the Slough Paper Office were probably in, probably involved in the commentary this afternoon you received from Reading FC. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a shit goalkeeper because he, you know, won the Golden Gloves last season. So, clearly, clearly he's a poor goalkeeper and suspect. Um, I, I just laugh at these people. I mean, sometimes you might say, dear listener, you might say stuff that, I, that you disagree with, but at least I don't claim to be a commentator. I'm just a fan like you are you or I you know it's our opinion when it's your job and you're calling you know the second arguably the best keeper in the division shit you know you've got to question what you're doing in terms of preparation but I, I at the end of the day I think there's this idea that where we are in the table and we've been you know um underwhelming uh, let's not lie we all thought at the start of the season this was a chance yeah. um I think that's maybe why we perhaps were a little bit, or some of the fan base were a little bit um, disappointed with Gary Rowett in terms of where we've ended up. But we're, we're sitting in February, the turn of the year, and there's a lot of teams, eight, seven and eight points off the playoffs. Um, and Reading don't look brilliant, if I'm being totally honest. Cardiff are three points in front of us or two points in front of us, having sat their manager and, and now are on a run. Um, it looks like... It could be interesting, and I, I stress the word "could be." Um, and wouldn't it be nice if somehow, you know, in April the den has some people in it? Oh yeah, and and, we've scratched out a run of some. Oh, yeah, and we're yeah, we're no. still in uh, it, and it will be biblical because we we'll all want to be back there. We're you know we've all been away for far too long. This this has yeah. killed killed a lot of people in terms of mental health, and it it, it continues to do so. And I will I will stress that, but we. We, if we all get back together and we're we're we're, we're you know the Millwall family in that den on in April with a chance of a playoff. I know every ground's going to sound ten times louder than what it did not did before coronavirus. 
it will um it will be biblical, won't it? It will be that Fulham Friday night all over again, but every single Saturday at three o'clock. And um, yeah, I really hope so, Harry. I mean, you know, I, I, let's 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 be realistic because we haven't we've we've got a good second half to come in our, our conversation yet, and some good substitutions. The squad is at full stretch. I mean, let's let's not. Um, you know, there are players that probably, you know, will be moved on come summertime. We've John mm-hmm. Daddy today, I think, will probably <laughs> be one that um, should move on, I think, probably from his point of view and certainly from from our point of view. Ryan Woods, I, 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 I don't know. I have, I'm slowly starting to join the Harry, the Harry club on Ryan Woods. Um, I want to like him. I want to, I want to see the new Glenn Hoddle, but, you know, um, Giving a ball away for 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 you know as, as he's did repeatedly through this game and in other games. Well, at some point you you take a, a viewing decision. But anyway, that aside, um, the, the squad is um, at full stretch. But we've only got um, what is it now? Fifteen games? Uh, no, sorry, seventeen games to to go, Harry. And if we can keep some form going. Um, and we get close to it, then wouldn't it be great from the kind of morale point of view of us all? We've, we've all been through a very, very tough time. And to get a meal run towards, you know, maybe it'll be a near miss um, because that's... Even that's, a near miss is, is slightly know. more... The, the Millwall near miss is slightly more Millwall than actually getting there. <laughs> You know, let's that, that's, let's keep let's hope keep that in the in the hopeful um, category. But the substitutions half time. Jed came in. Mason Bennett came in for um, John Daddy and um, Williams left the field, didn't he? At half time, <laughs> I want to applaud Gary Rowett for reacting. I mean, it was it was a wasn't a bad first half. We lost our, our way a little bit after some good moments, but to make that aggressive change at half time, bringing you probably your two most um, dynamic, certainly the most dynamic creative attacker and one of our better ones in Mason. That was a bold choice. Um, someone else said, um, I think it might have been Mike actually, um, said that Neil Harris might have made such a choice and, and Gary did. He hasn't always made those choices, but he did today and that's to be applauded, I think. That was the the role of the dice of the, of the managerial gambler. Um, sometimes I, it works, sometimes it don't, Gary. Absolutely. And it was, you know... Um, even the best world will in the world. Sometimes you've got a neat, you know, football is decided on luck sometimes. And, you know, you've made a good decision bringing Jed on for pace and power and, and dynamic runs. Then yep. you've got Mason Bennett who blows hot and cold. And when he's good, he's very, very good. And when he's bad, he's, he's, he's horrid. Yeah. Bad. But he had one of his better games in a middle shirt. So I thought beside the goal, I thought there was a couple of runs. He made very intelligent. I thought him and Malone actually linked up really, really well on that left-hand side, which was nice because how many times do, do we talk about how good Romeo and, and, and Wallace sort of their understanding is and Bennett and Bennett and Malone sort of linked up in, in, in patches like that as well, yeah. um, which gives us, which automatically makes us a better side because you can't necessarily just stop Millwall down the right and then you've stopped Millwall. You've, you've got to worry about the switch and, for all the criticism that I've got of Woods is he can play a pass when he, when he needs to every now and then um, it might be five or 10 seconds slower than I'd like to. And he might play a pass back to a center half end asleep, but, and then they lump it forward, which was what was happening in the first half. The second half, we suddenly got our foot on the ball and all of a sudden by having Jed and, and, and Bennett on the pitch, you know, Reading have got a drop five or 10 yards further back because they're worried about the ball over the top for the run, you know, the pacing yeah. behind that kills you. So that automatically gets you five or 10 yards up the pitch. So that was intelligent by Rowett um, in terms of doing that. But I think the main, I mean, the elephant in the room is 
is the man himself, isn't it? You know, when you when you when you bring him on, you think you know. Normally, he gets ten minutes, if that. Sometimes. Well, listeners they, are listeners are playing Matt Smith bingo. Might want to get their tickets out now before the first mention of the man himself, Matt Smith. He was yeah. the cru- it was the crucial change, Harry, wasn't he? He brings danger. Um, he does. He does. I, I thought. I thought it was the wrong change at the time in terms did of... You, did you really? I, I thought to bring... In terms of... I thought it was the wrong cha- change at the time in terms of I would have taken Sahor off for, for Smith. Um, All right. Because I thought that Thompson... That we had a lot of sort of balls half falling in the box, sort of edge of the box, and that's kind of where Thompson does his thing. Um, yeah. And I thought that okay. would only increase with Matt Smith. But obviously, I was proved wrong. I'm not a football manager. Um, I'm not paid <laughs> whatever a week. Um, but I mean, I think if Zahor had been injured 30 seconds earlier, it'd been Zahor. Would have been the obvious yeah. to have made. Um, no, I, I, I like Matt Smith. I, you know, I, I can see his limits, and I, I understand why he mightn't start. Um, I don't understand why he doesn't get more game time. And today showed what half an hour of him when we're chasing a game, Harry can do because. You know, we, we did go more direct. We've got now got Smith to aim at. He knows what he's doing when it's an aerial um, battle. And he does it very, very well. And and goals flowed as a consequence. Strangely, of course, not from his head. It was a um, a nice um, a nice finish, wasn't it, from that scuff shot from Tom Bradshaw? Who's okay. I thought it was a pass. Do you think it was I a think pass? A- I, I, I think we scuffed it. I thought he. <laughs> I think it was a it was a pass come shot. Like, do you understand what I mean? He's, yeah, yeah. It was a very good. Bradshaw is not a quality. Mm, what's the right word? He's he intrigues me. Bradshaw. I still want to like Tom Bradshaw. Actually, yeah. you know, he's not like a. I've not jettisoned him like a like a Bod Varson. I think Bradshaw gives us something different in, in terms of his work. His, rate his industry, and, industry gives. Him. Yeah, which uh, you know, automatically, some Millwall fans will go, "Oh, that makes him shit because he doesn't score goals." He doesn't score goals, and ultimately, strikers are judged on that. But in terms of his link-up play for a player like Matt Smith, and he's going and pressing, he's actually probably Smith's best partner. If you were ever going to kind of play the the one and one up front, if you know what I mean, the, the one further on, yeah. because what he allows Matt Smith to do is go and be that guy in the middle, go and try and win everything. And I'll I'll constantly run all day, and I'll try and close down the defense. I'll try and stop him from playing that. Um, but in in that moment for the for the chance, he's the first to react in that box. He's he's instantaneous idea, even though he's out of form, is to turn and try and swivel and shoot or pass that ball inside, um, and that creates the chance just by having you know just by hitting the ball into the box. That's created a a half chance, and Matt Smith's taking it fantastically. I mean, the finish he absolutely rifles that into the top corner. That's hit with. Fuck you, Gary Rowie. I want more game time. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's that, that's the message. You know, that's the right message said in the right way, Harry, isn't it? I mean, put the ball in the back of the net and, you know, that, he's done that a few. Every time he's come on, he's, he's always been in with a shout. He's scored a good few goals. But that is the message to the manager. Pick me and goals will will, will follow. And um, I really don't want to see him leave. I, I, I really don't want Matt no, to I hope leave. Not. I wasn't his greatest fan. I think I understand why he's at the club. No, he's not a first choice starter for me, even though he scores goals because of he is brilliant in sort of, as you said, half hour, up and under. 20, half yeah. an hour, up and under, pin them back. Let's, let's get into a proper old fashioned center forward play. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and if you play to that and if he, he, 
he's an intelligent boy. He, he understands that. I think what his problem is with, with Rowett so far this season is there's been games where we've sat here and we've all talked, discussed in our group chat listeners that, you know, we're 20 minutes out and there's nothing going on in the game. It's like, what if you got to lose by throwing Smith on? You, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. he becomes a focal point. And also defensively, he is another six foot plus player to head balls away. You know, you saw him late on there in the four minutes of stoppage time. I think he got a ball away, you know. He gets in amongst it. Woods tried yeah. his best to fucking tee up, but that's another <laughs> point. Um, it, you know, he's, he is limited, but his plus points outweigh his negatives. Whereas, you're comparing to a Bodvarsson where I don't see his positives outweighing his negatives. Yes, he runs about a bit. Yes, he sometimes looks fantastic in terms of his link-up play. Sometimes he does, and I, I can't take that away from him. But he's not got that final moment of quality that he needs to, to be at this level or, or to be at a team that wants to be pushing for the top six. Rather no, I agree. Than I agree. Yeah. Stay up. I agree. You know, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Milwal. Immediately after we equalize, I mean, a Woods error. Let's, let's say it again. <laughs> Um, allows ready to be a running theme. I don't want, you know, I don't want that to be so. I mean, I, I really wish, um, that we weren't saying that, but it was that was that's what happened. I think he gave the ball away and they hit the crossbar. Was that a shot? Or was it? A, yeah, it was a shot. It was, was it? it was after straight away after we got the, the equalizer. He sort of he sort of half took it down on his right foot and let it roll away from him. And the, the red player sort of arrived and smashed it into the crossbar. Crossbar. Then there was a moment later where um, Hutch had to block a shot and there was a penalty shout, which um, mm. another day, you know. You We've know. been there. I think we were, I mean, this is way back in the, the past when you could go back to games. I think we went to Reading, me yeah. and you together, yeah. mate. I think we got beat 3-1 on the day and Romeo yeah. gave away a very suspect penalty that we didn't think was at the time. That's the flip side of the coin, you know. Um, yeah, I think he got away with one today. Maybe I've seen them given. Um, it was yeah, great we got by Hutch. 
we caught a little bit of luck there. We had some, you know, I mean, their, their goal, I mean, you could argue whether the man meant it or not. Some say he did. I thought it was a good finish, personally. Uh, yeah, I them. think so. And I can't, you know, can't imagine anything else other than that. But anyway, there we are. The, the 2-1, the 84th minute, Mason Bennett heads brilliantly heads home from, was that a Malone cross, I think, from... Yeah, Malone left, cross. Like yeah. a deflected cross, as I remember. Yeah. And Mason produces like a looping header, and I thought it was a brilliant goal, Harry. I mean... You know, that was a top-draw finish. Yeah, it was. I mean, I've, I've said on Twitter, he sort of makes a... I've watched it again a couple of times. I wanted to understand how he's got across the front of two Reading defenders. And he sort of makes a sort of very Kale-esque run. You know, um, very unselfish run, actually. Because I don't think he ever believes that ball's coming front post. But what he does is he runs from sort of... He's outside the penalty spot. He makes sort of two or three little movements across the front. And the Reading defenders are taken completely out of the game by, by one, his movement, and two, the deflection. Because if you actually watch it and look at the back post, Matt Smith is completely unmarked at the back post because they've had to react to that deflection. And that is, if he misses that chance, it looks so much worse because of uh, of Matt being over the back post. Do you, do you understand yeah, yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and the, the finish is a brilliant finish because there's no... That deflection has completely changed the trajectory of that ball. He sorted himself out in terms of his body shape and so on and has literally just flipped that with the nicest header. That is such a, a difficult... He's not overly tall, Mason Bennett, either. And I wouldn't have said, you know, if there was a player in the penalty area that I wanted to head the ball, he wouldn't have been probably in my first five, if you if you know what I mean. Um, but he's taken that chance. And that's the difference. We, you know, we've, we've talked about all season about not the failure to take chances in critical moments. And and sometimes, you know, Millwall have probably got draws where they should have won. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's been more of those than there has been Millwall have, do, uh, have been under the caution and, and managed to nick a, a point on the road or nick a point at the den when they haven't deserved to. We have normally been the side hard done by our lack of lack of uh, firepower up front. And today we've taken the two chances we've been given. Okay, that doesn't happen very often. And yes, I would like us to start being a little bit more, um, Harry, oh, well, a little bit more uh, Gary Rowett-like, shall I say, at, at the back, the Gary Rowett last. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, um, for all of my criticism of Gary Rowett and all of my criticism of the squad of late, they have put this run together and they are starting to look more like the Gary Rowett side of last year in terms of the spirit, the, 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 the celebrations at the end, I thought told a, a big story. Um, and maybe, as we've said, touched on earlier, maybe this is the start of green shoots of, of, of something. The I mean, and hats off to the squad. I mean, you know, it was a freezing cold day. They were getting changed under, I think, is the way end. The, um, you know, literally on the that's, that's a joke, isn't it? On I the mean, come on, there's, there's got to be a way that they can stick a, a, a container or a changing room outside the ground, even that they can slip trainers on and walk and then put their boots on when they get it across seems, the car park. It seems farcical. It seems Tupney Hapney to me, but there we are. I mean, um, well, the biscuit men are Tupney Hapney, aren't they? They are one of the football clubs that I, I this goes into my deep loathing, loathing, <laughs> loathing club. <laughs> they are without doubt one of the football clubs that you know, I, I compared to Berry Blessham, who went out of business. If you were going to ask me on a toss up of what football club could I do without, it wasn't Berry, it definitely was Reading. Reading, Reading, QPR, and possibly Watford, uh, are, are clubs that are just. 
inanely beige and bland to me. They're, they're um, reading a palace without the, the, the hardcore grit, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are actually. That's that's kind of a that's a very good analogy for them. They are without palace, the edge. <laughs> palace without the stripy Nigel tag. Um yeah, it's no, it was a great very, win. Very weird. In in difficult conditions, difficult circumstances. Just looking at the league table, listeners. Um, you know, we are now eight points away from Bournemouth in six spot. I mean, we're just two points, Harry, away from Cardiff. We're sitting seventh. I know you get nothing for being seventh, but it's a transformation of fortunes. It's um a couple it's of wins and a series of wins can do wonders for your for your position. Absolutely. It's a very, very poor championship this season. Um in terms of, you know, in quality and depth, there's much of a muchness, probably because of the money that's that's yeah. afloat or or lack of money that's afloat in in the game at the moment because of lack of fans and and so on, which I can't really work out really, um, because you'd think with in terms of Millwall and and teams like that, I can work out in the Championship and the lower leagues, but the Premier League pretty much is unchanged, isn't it really? You know, to, to a large extent, the, the t- exactly. Yeah. You know, TV income is unchanged, income and, yeah. and so on and so forth. So you'd think that would maybe filter down, but obviously it hasn't. Um, and as I was discussing with someone last night, who's a, a Chelsea fan and doesn't really watch a lot of lower league football, they were saying, "Oh, but you know, the teams that look like are going to come up are they better than what come up last season? Are they better than Sheffield United? You know, Fulham and." Well, and, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, no, Brent, and Brent I, I'm West Brom, and I, I'm sitting there going, you know, I can't see these teams being able to go up and even match the spending of those teams. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it goes back to what we said right the way back in in August when when we started, or September whenever we started this sort of this season. Of this was a year where there was no leads, there was no no, um, no story in the championship in terms of for no. Sky Television. And um, I think there is a story to be told in the championship. There's always one, isn't there? There's always one team and there's always one team that comes from nowhere. Um, they'd love, I mean, Sky would love it to be Derby, wouldn't they? They'd love it to be Cardiff as well because they're, they're two big clubs with, with the benefit. Think of their ratings if we get into the Premier League, Harry. Oh, mate. I mean, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, right? Could you imagine? Not even the Premier League, right? Imagine you get to the playoffs, right? And you're told you're allowed to go, right? We've got oh, a limited I, playoff of 40,000 people. Or, you know, the Super Bowl was last weekend. There was 25,000 at the Super Bowl. Could you imagine 25,000 at Wembley? Millwall, Rab- rabid Millwall fans. fans. But, yeah, but the, the, the point is it would be totally unpolicable because it wouldn't matter <laughs> how, how wide the ring of steel was around Wembley, there'd still be some Millwall fan that had decided, you know, I'm going to rent a flat that overlooks Wembley. And, and our fans see that as a challenge, not. Yeah, not- absolutely. I don't see that as a block. They see that as a. They see that as something to be overcome. You know, like the SAS sort of motto: "There is to do, or or, or whatever." You know, there's wins. It's it's totally what it would be like. And you know, there's there's days like today that you sit there in. You know, for all the the bickering online and the Aris out and the Aris in and the row it out, row it and that, for all that, we all go bipolar the minute they scored. I mean, you know, yeah, that's right. Like, I'm talking it, about the playoffs. Whether it be whether it be, <laughs> whether it be fucking right wing or otherwise, or, and, you know, we we all suddenly see this. You know, it, whether it's tongue or cheek, uh, tongue in cheek or not, you suddenly start going. You, you make a logical assessment, oh, yeah. and you go. 
well, we're only eight points off. That's only three wins. You know, they've only the got those three games. Is yeah, yeah, you know, and <laughs> the fact that you've been on a great run for sort of the last... Or you've had so many turgid nil-nil one-all draws. Yeah, 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 and you've somehow won two on the bounce and now you suddenly think you're the Bermondsey Barcelona again. It's, it's very... Um, I've got a, bev- very... a beverage spillage update for the listeners. Um, vaccine car said his partner was not happy. She was just putting a cup of tea down for him at the precise moment that Bennett scored and the tea is now all over the bedroom floor as he was watching, so he spilt his cup of tea vaccine. He needs Mike, to get a bit of flash thousand and one on that. <laughs> Mike Hayden accidentally booted the kitchen table and now his foot is bleeding. That when, was good. That was good in our group chat. <laughs> the, the picture of Mike's foot is something that I didn't think I'd ever want to see. No, and he really has kicked it. He's drawn blood. Um, oh, yeah, it, that looks proper. You know, remember when uh, Beckham broke his metatarsal? You never knew what a metatarsal was until that Beckham moment. broke one. And then... Uh, it looks very um I, I let out a bellow. I didn't spill anything. Did you spill anything out there, dear listeners? Do tell us if you spill anything on the, either Matt Smith or, or, or Mason Bennett's uh, decisive goal. Just a couple of other points from the from the uh the online scene. Um Alex Lee says, well deserved win, Mill better side from start to finish, justice done. We should not forget we have a goal machine in two when he plays, namely one Matt Smith. Um, and Jake Sanders, just to finish, Harry, what a comeback. Mill into the top half for the first time since early December. Six unbeaten, 12 points from 18, only four conceded during that period. Ten now above the bottom three. Tremendous stuff from Gary Rowett. I think that's a good way to um, to close the show. We're going to finish off with uh, Mike Hayden and uh, Michael Avery's thoughts on today's win. I just want to say thank you to Harry for taking time away from his bottle of red Rioja. How's it going down there, Harry? It's going down nice. It always goes down nicer on a on, on a, a win. evening on a it win. mellows. Yeah, the long, it does me- it does mellow the uh, does mellow. So I was on nights last last night. So I got up this morning, went for a little run, got another big run tomorrow, and then um, uh, I, I'll plug a charity while I'm in it. Um, okay. The MCT are doing a run. I, Michael's doing it. I think a few other main mill running people are doing it. Is to raise money, I think the 13 London clubs are running in theory to the Euros virtually. Um, okay. It'll be on the MCT website, so it's another charity. I know, obviously, we've been you know, involved in quite a lot recently, but I think I'm going to join in. Um, it's a good way to keep fit. I'm, I'm running anyway with, with um, obviously, trying to keep active during lockdown. I mean, you can even, I'm not saying to cheat it, but you can even walk it, you know what I mean? If, yeah, yeah. if that's part of your part of your routine. The way you do your thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that would be the only other thing. I'm going to have another glass of Rioja. And, that's uh, good training. That's, that's the that, one. Well, you the know, Olympic the, athletes the, the, do it, Harry. Well, apparently, De Canio, when he was at Swindon, <laughs> you weren't allowed ice in your drinks, but you were allowed a glass of wine of an evening. That's so, the way to go, mate. That's absolutely. The way to go. He sounds like my kind of manager. <laughs> big thank you Harry Warren good luck with your running and we'll certainly stick a link up to the MCT calls we're going to play the show out now with uh, Mike Hayden and then Michael Avery thank you for listening dear listeners we'll be back after the midweek fixture I think it's Birmingham on Wednesday night so we'll be back midweek until then from Harry and myself it's Arriva Dirty Millwall and bye for now you're listening to After Millwall Jiri Skalak here from the Grave listeners. 
get in there. What a win that was and what a performance, firstly by Gary Rowett. Um, Credit to him. What a brilliant tactical display that was. That's probably one of the best managerial performances I've seen for a long, long time. Um, I was concerned before the game. I thought we would really miss Kifton, Beld and Leonard and and we did in that first half. Unfortunately, Sean Williams is just not a like-for-like replacement and he's just passed it, you know, so off the pace in that first half and obviously making a really bad mistake which cost us uh, the goal. Um, But we weren't out of it in that first half. You know, we still had a few half chances. We were winning headers in the box and, you know, we, we it wasn't too bad. Now, at half time, a lot of Millwall managers, um, specifically thinking about someone like Neil Harris, probably would have left things how they were. Um because we still had a chance. But credit to Rowett to being so positive at half-time to bring on Jed Wallace and Mason Bennett, two players who were absolutely superb in that second half, you know, and both <clears throat> changed the game. Um, also, as I mentioned, um, the fact that, you know, we were winning a lot in the air and the Reading defenders didn't seem to particularly like heading the ball for some reason, which is a bit strange if you're a centre-half, isn't it? So to have Matt Smith to bring on is just the perfect um, player to really rattle them around a bit. And he did, and he was brilliant. Um, not only did he score a great goal, he caused them so many problems. Um, and the second goal, Mason Bennett, what a header from a small lad like that. A lot of technique to lift it up and over the goalkeeper. And um, I managed to cut my foot on the coffee table celebrating that goal. Uh, it got in the way as I jumped up. But uh, I will say, listeners, it was worth it. Man of the match um, could be either Jed Wallace or Bennett who came on. But I think George Evans was superb throughout as well. The versatility to you know, move out of central defence into midfield. He looked very assured on the ball. Um, Didn't notice him also that much, which means that he didn't give away the ball like a certain Ryan Woods kept doing. He was really um, solid and I think he's going to be a good signing for us. So very pleasing. But anyway, um, our good run of form is continuing here. Um, So I think we're certainly looking up again. So Let's uh, let's keep this up, keep the performance levels high and um, hopefully we can start looking into the top half of the table. Come on, you Lions. Core blimey governor. Who saw that one coming? Well, from ability, dear listeners, I actually thought we were the better side and I think we deserved something out of that game. Apart from Reading having a couple of moments here and there, they didn't really have anything, did they? Um, I will go against the grain and say that I don't think he meant the goal. If you look at it, Again, he does he does mean to connect and he does mean to sort of like half hoof. But if he was intelligent enough, the Reading goal scorer, to in the middle of a 50-50, see Bart off of his goal line and curl it in, then he should play for any team in the world, in my opinion, because it was it was a good goal, but I I don't I don't think he meant it. Um second half, Millwall were, were a lot better, weren't they? Really, really good. Um I thought they they were a lot more in Reading's face um, after Reading scored. The substitutions were spot on. Um, and I do think you need to ask questions whether Williams and Woods are a combination um, that you would play going forward or or, or would have in a, in a midfield. Because I don't think either of them really did anything um, of real sort of calibre or anything of real mention. Jed Wallace came on, uh, changed the game. Um, he, he seems to have that fire back again. Matt Smith got more than he's uh, 
usual uh, two minutes that he gets, and he had a great game. And Mason Bennett was a good header. If you can be critical, uh, you can say, um, as I've said online, that um, possibly we should be better with free headers or or moments where you know we get headers from corners or anything like that. But wins a win. I think we deserve the points. And also, side note. I follow Sort It Out for flipping out. Who does replays when the game's still happening, for goodness sake? Sort It Out, please. If it weren't for Max and old uh, Carlo Bates, I don't think I'd watch you. Come on, you Lions. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over to Aston Millwall. Till next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.